Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute. That's another way you can say that. Today we're talking about Castle in the Sky, minute 111, minute 111. Triple one. Triple one. Minute triple one. Starts with Muska punching Sheeta with enough force to throw her across the room. And it ends with, unsurprisingly, given that, Sheeta running and gasping. <laughs> <laughs> it ends just as you thought it might end, given that intro. All right. This is a really aggressive... It's, it's a punch. It's... He winds up. He I mean, he, the, up. the first frame of this minute is, is him basically fully winding up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, as you, the follow through is there too. Yeah. As you, it's, <laughs> I think the frame that you're looking at is the big the follow through. It's just his entire arm is across he, his He puts chest. his shoulders into it. Yeah. His whole upper body is in I there. Mean, how much force do you need as a grown man to punch a 12-year-old girl? <laughs> He's got more than enough. Yeah. Going she, on right Yeah, here. she flies across the room. And she takes Yeah, she, she so there's She takes a really like that that's got to hurt. She We get a good view of like the floor here. Yeah, she skids she across the floor. Yeah. She's got to like her skin has to be scratched up. So the these plants that they're they walk through at the you know in the previous week yeah. to get to the these are actually roots growing out of the roots these are shoots of the same tree then right yeah these aren't like like a grass no which is what you would initially think mm. it's like a field of tall grass yeah this is a field of like little tree tree branch little branches yeah from the same tree Right? We yeah. assume these all these roots are from the same tree. These roots are covering the floor. And this is something I just noticed right now. Yeah. <laughs> that the, that's what these these stalks are. These plant-like stalks are actually branches growing out of the the tree roots that cover the floor. That's yeah. This is a tr- like quite the tree. Quite the tree. Yeah, but she did skids across the floor. Across these roots. Across these roots. It's got to hurt. Yeah. Knocking several of those branches over. Or yeah. At least one. And she screams. She gets up in like 0.5 seconds. She's not wasting any time no. getting. She doesn't need recovery time. She just the, has to go. Getting the heck out of there. But she's got the amulet. She's got what she needs. Which is, we know when the light changes and the view of the Goliath disappears. Yeah. I like that effect that, oh. Oh, it's gone. It's gone, so all your controls over the thing is gone. Mm-hmm. So is that, would you say that that's a good, like, security procedure, or that's a good way for, like, you have to be holding this stone in order to do anything? Mm. So I think of it, like, with my, the car that I have now. Yeah, with your car. It has, like, a, a key fob. Mm-hmm. And I have to have that key fob with me to open the door. And to start the car. But then I could walk away and the car is still running. Yeah. I could walk away with the key fob and the car doesn't shut down. I know this because I've done it. (laughs) 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 The car is so quiet. (laughs) Like when the first few weeks I had it, 
Mm-hmm. I would like park at the grocery store and go and just go into the grocery store and not realize I hadn't turned the car off. And I come back. It's like, why hey, why isn't it locked? Because it won't lock if you, it's on. But mm. So that's not how my, my car doesn't operate the way Laputa does. <laughs> if it was Laputa, you'd have to have that, that yeah. key fob the whole time. I mean, I'm assuming there are like several amulets then. This is just the last one remaining. Right. That's what I would assume too, yeah. right? Because right. that's no way to operate that's, <laughs> the entire that's city, not right? Yeah. yeah. You'd need several people with administrative duties. They would all have to have one yeah. of these, right? Yeah. I feel like it would be in like an assortment of jewelry, not just like a pendant, like a bracelet or like on someone's crown. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's a little stone, so you could yeah. put it in whatever, mount it in whatever. Whatever you please. Whatever piece, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's also a little bit like, uh, you know, it makes me think of like two-factor authentication, right? Do you know what that is? So no. two-factor authentication is so like you have like a password and you enter in your password, but then you also have to enter in another code that's like maybe texted to you. Oh, on your phone. okay. Or there's like a lot of things have like a, a dedicated fob, like a little key fob. Mm-hmm. That's just spits out random numbers mm-hmm. like through some algorithm and then like right. a matching algorithm on the server knows what the current random number is that's showing mm-hmm. on that fob. But there's no password here. So this no. amulet is the single factor yeah. of authentication. Like if it was two factor, then it would be, for example, Sheeta would have to know the password and she would have to have the amulet on her. Yeah. But since it's single factor, it's anybody who has the amulet. Yeah. And Muska had the necklace chain, I guess, around his hand. Yeah. Now it's not there. I mean, and the, like the like the chain. Yeah. And chain Shita or rope or whatever it was. Yeah. And when Shita gives it to Pazu later the, in the week, it's not there. It's gone. So, so did she, she break the? I mean, that that would be the swiftest and easiest way to do it, right? To break that. To break it off the chain. Chain or the? It's not a chain. It's though. not it's a chain. Like it's a, like a, a rope. Cord. Yeah, yeah. A cord. So the cord just fell off his fingers? I suppose. That wasn't, just to be clear, it wasn't the same hand that he punched her with. Because she was grappling with it. With his, a hand, his yeah. His right hand, which was holding the amulet. Yeah, and he punches, he punches her, with, punches his her with his left. Yeah, and Muska realizes what Sheeta has, what she's done. And there's this ringing sound in the background. Yeah, and he makes a weird face. Do you notice like the... Yeah. Is that a sound effect? Or is that background music? It's... I would classify it as a sound effect. So what's making that sound then? I always assumed it was the the core in the middle making that sound. Just the big. Just the big. Binkal looking. Yeah. Tetrahedron or whatever it was. Yeah. Making that sound. Making that sound. Hey, I'm a big. I'm a big power source. I'm a big store of energy. You do. (laughs) Hear me sing my hymn of power. Is that right? (laughs) Let's power here. Woo, 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 woo. Okay. Right here. Right here. Right here. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> yeah, can we... Muska, what is this expression on his face? He's grinning, but he also looks frustrated. His mouth is slightly open. Like, what is... What's happening? Uh, Does Muska have, like, a plan? Is he, like... It's, yeah. Putting it's, on a facade of, like... I my feeling is that he he's got these violent impulses, obviously. Yes. And this bad behavior by her 
gives him excuse to unleash some of those. Oh. That's what I think that grin is. Ooh, that makes me feel weird. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Ew. That's not a that's not a heartening thing, no. but I think that's what's happening. I, I agree. Yeah, because then he like taunts her after this, kind of. Be a good girl. Give it back. Kaistamai. Yeah, he has his like hand outstretched, like give it back. Kaistamai. Hikodagarasa. Ew. And well, the other thing is, like he says next, is like Tokoiko toyu no kane. It's like. Where do you think you're going? Yeah. He thinks there's no escape for her. So he thinks anything that she's doing is futile. So he's, it's like a cat playing with a mouse. Again. Yes. The same way that he was laughing at all those people falling to their deaths. Mm-hmm. It just gives him like, you know, her frenzy, like her friend's frantic search for an escape is just amusing to him. Yeah. Because she's afraid. Yeah. And he's getting off on that. Oh, this is depressing. This is so <laughs> you depressing. Just explain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the workings of his evil mind. Yeah, Chita is like, she's running and she like screams. She's pleading with the walls to just yes. open. Yes. And it works. It works. Once. Once. Yeah. <laughs> this week is sad. <laughs> I don't know. And why does it work like once and then it doesn't work? Because just only some of the doors are voice activated. I mean, she has the pendant. So I feel the like... Alexa speaker is like away on the other side of the room. So after she moves through the hall into the hallway, it can't hear her anymore. <laughs> oh God! I feel like well, Shita has the pendant, so that's why it opens. That's what I always thought. So why doesn't the next one open? She still has the pendant, right? Yeah, but she doesn't like put it up to a wall like Muska does. Like Muska knows how to activate these doors. Yeah. Whereas Shita doesn't, because she can't read the scripture on the walls. It's such a weird, she knows the spell to ask, activate the... The light to it. The amulet at the beginning. Yeah, she knows how to destroy it. She knows those those two things. Which are probably the most important. Yeah, and Muska <laughs> doesn't know those. But she didn't really know that the first one was... An activation spell. Yeah. She just thought it was like a, a lullaby. Yeah. To comfort her. You know what that reminds me of, now that I think about it, is the... In Lord of the Rings... Oh, the... When, um, I think it's actually in the book, it's actually Frodo before he's overcome by Shelob. Like he has that vial of the light of the Arendelle. Oh, yes. And he holds it up and he, he recites part of a, an Elvish poem. Mm-hmm. Like Elbereth Gilthoniel. It's like a similar, and then that activates the, the little vial of magic light. Similar. Similar, like... When she, yeah, this when is she just, says this her is lullaby. just like an old yeah. song that she knows. Right, yeah. And then we cut to, uh, I'm ready to move on to Pazu. Pazu. And uh, his. Is that safe to fire? So this is not a flare gun, I think. I don't think so either. I feel like it can operate as a flare gun, but like the. These are like shotgun shells. Yeah, or these, something. Are, these are shells for a shotgun. Yeah. Is it shotgun or is it, are these like explosive shells? Uh, it's, I don't know what kind of gun this is. I feel like these are explosive. So what would you... It's like a little little hand artillery cannon. Yeah. Because Muska later it's in the week... The, the yeah, <laughs> calls it a cannon. It. Yeah. So is that safe to like throw fire one of these things at like a, a that wall close? that's two, two feet away, three feet away? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
nuts. Absolutely not. Unless you're an indestructible robot like Pazu is. <laughs> right. Yeah, because Pazu is leaning against one of the robots, I guess. I guess. Is he? Yeah, because um, yeah. there are some these weird like rib cage like rings yeah. around the robots. But that's in the foreground, him. but when we see him, the next shot face on to him, he's leaning against the wall. I Whoa, think. that's weird. So, speaking of Lord of the Rings, oh, these bare feet is giving me a really strong Hobbit vibe. Yeah, with Pazu here. Yeah, and the real satchel strong. and the yeah, yeah, real strong. <laughs> yeah, real, real strong. Pazu would be a perfect Hobbit. He would. He's short enough. Exactly, short, no facial hair, and you add in the bare feet, and it's just <laughs> <laughs> a Hobbit. <laughs> Yeah, but he... I was kind of surprised that the wall broke. Right? Because the walls outside of it were, like, indestructible, but I guess it's not the same material. Right. We'll get into this, I think, a little bit later in the week. Oh, right. I have some notes on that when he basically does the same thing to another wall. Oh, yes, right. But this is where he finally loses the satchel. Yeah. It, as he's as he crawls through, like the... It's too narrow. The strap on it kind of like just gives up. Yeah. And it just falls off of it. Falls away. What even was in that satchel? Like food? Yeah, a little fried egg on toast. <laughs> well, right? An yeah, apple. An apple. Something like that. Probably had... Yeah, he probably like went into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. He probably like went in the kitchen and got, grabbed a snack for yeah. his late night watch. Probably, yeah. Yeah. We'll have enough food to get home. Another Lord of the Rings. Some limbass bread. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Couple of stewed conies. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now they're walking through their, they're both running down hallways. These, yeah. What are these, these robots? These robots look different, don't they? They look primal. Yeah. Like they, they look like ancient, like fertility god <laughs> statues, <laughs> right? I don't. know. They look like that, but like for some reason, I get like an ape vibe. Totally. Yes. You know, like how um in that weird book that you have. Where it's like, if man kept evolving. Yeah, future man. Yeah, future man, it looks like those No, it's, what's it called? It's man after man. Man after man. Yeah. It looks like one of those creatures. I'm going to look up that name of that book just to make sure. Okay. So our listeners can look it up. Yeah. Man after man, an anthropology of the future by Dougal Dixon. Great book. Good book. But they, it looks like they have fur on them. Yeah, it, it looks like they are some process like caked more and more stone on top of them. Like they're yeah. petrified or ossified like, or something. It's like they've got moss on them. Yeah, like a moss grew yeah. on them yeah. and then that was petrified. Yeah. So it's like another layer of stone. Right. Yeah, over them or something. Or there was dripping water that carried minerals that caked around mm-hmm. or something. Or I something, know. yeah. But they've been here for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it was alarming to me. These particular robots? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, this is like phase one. And then they kept, like, designing, redesigning and redesigning. Yeah. Until we got what we have now. It's like the earlier, like, Iron Man. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) 
the gray steel like Iron Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all I had. Uh, let me check my notes. I love how when she does running, Muska just kind of power walks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's running and he's walking. And he's walking. He thinks he has all the time in the world. Yeah, because she has nowhere to go. It's a very, it's very like he has a superiority complex. Yeah, totally. And he's using it. Those are my notes. All right. We'll see you next time then on, on Ghibli, Ghibli Minute. Minute.